Hey, it's been a bit, and you may be wondering, what the heck happened to Locked on Angels? Where am I going to get my Angels content? Who's going to help me celebrate Angels wins and grieve those Angel losses? Well, all of your questions will be answered because Locked on Angels is back, baby. You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, and welcome to Locked On Angels. You are with the Frisch Brothers. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Now, some of you may know us as the Super Halo Bros. We have been doing that podcast for the last year and we were invited to host Locked On Angels and we couldn't be more excited to be here with you bringing you daily Angels content Monday through Friday so we're so excited to be here with you if you want to give us a follow on Twitter you can reach us at Locked On Angels and of course you can follow Mike and myself at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Now, for those of you who don't know us, we wanted to take a little bit of time to share just a little bit about ourselves and show you that our love of the angels runs very, very deep. But Mike, why don't you start us out? All right, so I am a husband. I've been married for over 20 years. I'm a dad of three teenagers, pray for me, and I've been an angel fan since Gosh, I was a young kid, and I'm a pastor in real life, and I'm doing this side hustle, this gig, because this is a dream come true to be a part of Angels Baseball, to be a part of talking about the Angels, and so I'm thrilled to be here. Hey, John, tell us about you. Yeah, happy to. Uh, I am your younger brother. Yep, used to beat you up. (laughs) Still can. (laughs) That's right, that's right. Uh, I'm a writer by profession. I've spent time as an English teacher. I worked at the Ellen DeGeneres show for a little bit, doing some some writing there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And uh, I'm a lifelong fan of the Angels. I probably really started paying attention to the team in the 2000s when I was a a teenager. And of course, saw the World Series happen, the uh, 2002 World Series win that we got. And I've been a fan ever since. Right on. Now, here's the real most important things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about our favorite Angels team, our favorite Angels player, and our favorite Angels moment. Because... Nobody cares about all the other stuff that we've just talked about. What they care about (laughs) is our angel fandom. So why don't you start? Tell me about your favorite angels team. Favorite angels team was probably the 2014 angels. The ones who won the AL West, had the best record in baseball. The last playoff season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so long ago. Look, I love that team because I was addicted to every game. I was watching every game. I love that team. I love Howie Kendrick, Eric Ibar. Trout was oh. still a youngster. Oh. Pujols was actually productive that year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> are you are you reminiscing? So good. I think I'm crying. I think I'm crying. That's it was right. such a good season. <laughs> and as we all know, we got swept by the Kansas City Royals in, in three games. So it ended well, but it was a fun ride. Yeah. It was a real fun ride. Yeah. So my favorite team actually is not just one team. It's okay. actually the team of the mid-90s. I love the team that had the outfield of Anderson, Edmonds, mm. 
and Salmon. Come on. Those are my boys, and I loved those teams. We weren't super great in the 90s, but we were competitive, and being an Angel fan for as long as I have been, I wasn't really, I was too young to really pay attention to the 86 team, although I knew that they won, and as a six-year-old, like you're excited to the best (laughs) of your ability, right? But having the Angels be in contention in the mid-90s was exciting because it was the first time when I was following the team that I actually got to watch them be successful and not finish with like 90 losses or 100 losses. Right. So it was those teams in like? the midnight. I, you know, <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, you're just spoiled. You started watching the Angels and they had a World Series. Us longtime fans had to watch the team. We had to we had to climb a hill both ways in the snow <laughs> to actually watch our team. That's right. And so I loved the mid 90s teams with Anderson Edmonds and Salmon. Those were my boys. Those what about good players, man? What about what about your favorite player? Favorite angel of all time personally is Jared Weaver. And the reason why is because when he took the hometown discount to stay with the angels, that guy could have gone anywhere, could have made any amount of money that he wanted to. He stayed with the angels, gave him a hometown discount. And they said, why didn't you look around? And he said, well, how much money do I need? Oh, goodness. (laughs) He said, I just need enough to take care of my family for the rest of my life. And and I'm good. And he loved playing for the angels. I miss that guy. He's a freaking bulldog. And uh, so shout out to uh, Jared Weaver. He's a... He's, he's my favorite. Jared, what are you doing right now? Like, you want to come on? <laughs> we, maybe we have a seven-man rotation. Oh, there you go. Right? There you go. Yeah. Right? We could we could definitely use him in our rotation. So my favorite player is the one and only Mr. Angel, Tim Salmon. Oh, yeah. He's my boy. I'm so, so excited to see him on like pregame, postgame. Uh, I know that he threw out the first pitch on opening day. Mm-hmm. He is my GA. favorite guy, and he has a special place in my heart. Man crush on Tim Salmon because he is just Mr. Angel and my favorite. What about favorite moment for you, John? Favorite moment is a Jared Weaver moment. So one of our other brothers, our oldest brother, yep. and I, we took uh, his two sons, my two nephews, to an Angels-Yankees game. And it was one of Derek Jeter's last games at Angels Stadium. Ooh. So we had some great seats. Jared Weaver was on the mound and got into a bit of a, a bases-loaded jam and uh, I think he struck out Ichiro. I think Ichiro was on that Yankees team that year. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, I think he got Jeter to ground into a double play. Hmm. And he got out of the inning. And you know Weaver as he gets off the mound. You have to, you got to censor Jared Weaver when he comes <laughs> off the mound because he's so hyped up and pumped yeah. up. And yeah. I love that. I miss that. So that's one of my favorite moments was, was seeing him get out of that jam. Jay Weave. All right, so I'm going to stick with my favorite player for my favorite moment as well. It was in 2001. <laughs> I love this story. And we were at the game and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was with me and we were with some friends Mm -hmm. and they are huge Angel fans. And so we got tickets and my wife had never been to a game before, wasn't really interested in baseball Mm -hmm. at all. And so I convinced her, it took some convincing, but I convinced her to actually come to the game. She came and it was a one nothing, two to one ball game. So basically, pitchers duel, which is so much fun to watch when you're a baseball fan, right? But if you're not a baseball fan and you're used to say football games that are in <laughs> constant motion and they sure. have constant action, my wife was bored, tearless, <laughs> and and so we walked around a little bit. We got some ice cream, came back. It was the bottom of the thirteenth inning, John. Oh yeah, and she was ready to go. Angels had tied the game, and then Timmy Salmon got up and hit a walk-off 
13 inning Come home on. run to win the game. And ever since then, my man crush became my wife's man crush on Tim Salmon. On Tim Salmon. <laughs> In fact, quick story when we were there at the game last year, he was doing the post game. Yeah. And we walked by and I said, Hun, there's Tim Salmon. And she stopped and went, Ooh. Where? And so I responded with, I'm standing right here. You're not supposed to do that right in front of me, right? But ever since then, 2001, Tim Salmon has been our boy. So it's my man crush. It's my wife's man crush. And that was a memorable moment. And I'm really, really thankful that he hit that walk off because I don't think she would have made it any more innings than... She already put in. Right, she and now she's a big innings. fan. And now she's a huge fan Love and it. actually loves going. There you go. Coming up, we're going to get into all the stuff that you guys are here for, recapping the weekend series, and why our hope for this year hits different. But first, check out betonline.net for your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, League reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and, of course, the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. This segment's brought to you by Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, John, and he goes deep into the MLB stars of tomorrow, and it's free and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've been waiting for this. It's time to talk baseball. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> we got to recap the weekend, yeah. for better or for worse. Do we? We do. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Okay, here but we let's, go. But let's start with... The good. Yeah. And part of the good was Shopening Day. Now, I have to ask you, do yeah. you get credit for Shopening Day? I should. Because I heard you say it first, and then I heard <laughs> Gooby say it. And if Gooby says it, then it's and like true. Erica said it. And so. Erica said it. So it's it's got to be, you got to get credit. I think you should get like a nickel every time somebody says it. There we go. It. All right? There we go. Or how about just like a handshake from from Mark Gubza? Or a, or a, a something. something. Like a wink. Or there a nudge. Go. Or a nod. <laughs> go ahead. So let's talk about the good from opening night. Yeah. Of course, Otani not only led off in the lineup, but he started on the mound. Yep. Four and two-thirds innings, and get this, nine strikeouts wow. against the Astros. He looked dominant. He did. You know what? He did have kind of that first inning that he always tends to have, a little bit of shakiness, but I think that he really locked it down. He looked good. I think he would have stayed in longer if it not been for the pitch count because, you know, Joe Madden is trying to make sure that everyone stays healthy yeah. this season. And coming out of that shortened spring break, all of the pitchers are kind of sitting on a on a low pitch count right yeah. now. So, but yeah. he looked great. Nine Ks through four and two thirds against the Astros is huge. Now, I actually texted you that night and said, even though we lost three to one, it felt different. It did. That team felt different. Yeah. It felt like they were in it. Right. It was nice to see some of the bullpen guys come in. And then Ryan Tapera came in mm -hmm. and gave up a couple of home runs. He but did. But you heard an interesting note that he was actually tipping his pitches. Yeah, they discussed it on the broadcast. I think Mark Gubas had brought it up, but there was a there was a note from him that said that Ryan Tapera on Thursday night, on opening night, was tipping his pitches. So the Astros are picking up on that, yeah. which is why you get those two home runs in a row. Right. And so I think for Ryan Tapera to, we saw it on uh, on Saturday night. He looked a lot better yes. than he did on Thursday. And again, it, it was a three to one loss. Yeah. But Mike, with, with hitting and some offense, it's a game. Right. Right. 
we're in that game. <laughs> we're we're in close. That game. And if Tapera's not tipping his pitches, we're, you know, it's tied. Exactly. Still, right. And we exactly. have an opportunity. You mentioned health. Yes. And I want to talk about Mike Trout. Oh, please talk about Mike Trout. Because I actually got to see Mike Trout play on Saturday. That's right. And we went and sat in the Diamond Club hey. because we're bougie. And I saw Mike Trout's first home run of the season. And John, I love the stats that came out from that. First, it went 445 feet. Ooh. It hit the left side of the rock pile. So if you've been at Angel Stadium, it hit the left side of the rock pile where the green is coming yeah. down. And he crushed that ball. Did he dent the rocks? And That's what I think, I, I'm going to go check because <laughs> he hit that ball so hard. It left the bat at 108.8 miles per hour. Come on. Like, it was so good to see him hit that home run. Yeah. And do you remember a few years ago, Jose Batista on the Blue Jays when he hit the walk-off mm -hmm. and he like threw the bat and he kind of mm -hmm. stood there? I don't think Mike Trout would ever do that. Sure. But Mike Trout had a Jose Batista that moment. That was the there. moment to do it. He hit it <laughs> and he kind of, he walked and he watched it and that was okay with me and yeah. I think all the fans that were in the stadium because we 100%. rose to our feet and you just felt the energy and it was a moment of like, yes, our boy is back. Right. And it was so good. Sunday, he had a double and a walk. And the thing that I really liked was that he was quick down the line at first. Yeah. And he was hustling. He looks strong. Doesn't seem to be any nagging injuries. Right. The calf looks like he's doing really well. Right. And, and, and he played all four games, which, which was great. So Absolutely. I'm glad to see him out there. Welcome back, Michael Trout. Yes. We're glad to have you. Great to watch <laughs> you. You are the GOAT, my friend. That's right. Uh, speaking of Saturday, Mike, would you agree that Saturday was a must win for yes. the Angels, considering yes. it was 13 years to the day that Nick Adenhart was tragically taken from us. Yep. Noah Syndergaard is wearing his number 34 that he asked Adenhart's family to get permission to wear. Mm. And what a better way for Noah Syndergaard to make a comeback. Coming off two years of injury and Tommy John surgery and recovery, he pitched two innings last season for the Mets that we don't even really count those. Right. Uh, but this was the one that everyone was looking at, this start was important, and it was Noah Syndergaard's first start as an angel, and he turned himself into a, a ground ball pitcher <laughs> suddenly, all of a sudden. Yeah, suddenly. Yeah. He's Greg Maddox. <laughs> His final line, five and a third inning, two hits, no runs, two walks, one strikeout, Yeah, but he had 11 ground ball outs. Yeah. And that's interesting because you're putting the infield behind you to yeah. work. Yeah. Right? You got to re really rely on those guys yeah. to get you those outs. And I, I don't think that we could have asked for a better outing from Syndergaard. Again, a little bit shorter of a start just because Joe Madden being cautious with yeah. his starting pitching. But that fastball average about 94.5, threw his changeup 21 times, mm. and got six swings and misses on that changeup. The, the fans in the stadium that night were not thrilled with Joe Madden taking out <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> well, he got I a get, standing O. I get that he wanted to play it safe. But when he came out, the fans were like, what? Why is he, what, what are they, what's that? I mean, it was just a bunch of <laughs> confusion, on. right? But then, yes, there was a standing ovation. And I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I, I love Jeff Fletcher and, and yes. the stuff that he shared. Register Jeff he, Fletcher. He had some really great tweets. My favorite, though, was his tweet from Saturday night. He said, man, I love this battle between Thor and Verlander. Can't wait for the rest of the 2015 season. Because <laughs> that was the That's last awesome. time they were really, like, super dominant. Right? I thought this stat that he tweeted out was interesting. He said, uh, Noah Syndergaard tonight was the first Angels pitcher since 2016 to pitch at least five scoreless innings yep. while striking out one 
or zero hitters. Huh. Huh. <laughs> and the last one to do that? Come on, who is it? Jared Weaver. He's your bulldog. Nine, in- nine innings pitched, 1K, and that was June 19th of 2016. And what's funny about that is I tweeted that Syndergaard was giving me Jared Weaver vibes. Yeah. And not just in appearance, obviously, two tall, blonde, long hair guys. <laughs> but the way that he was just working the mound, the way that he was just kind of a bulldog out there, yeah. felt very confident, looked confident, looked great, didn't let the the walks get to him, didn't let anybody on base get to him um, while the, after being walked. So I just he seemed calm and cool and collected yeah. and dominant, yeah. just super dominant. Can I, can I tell you that he, Thor, is brilliant. And here's why he's brilliant. Okay. He has endeared himself to the fans. Oh, yeah. Because of how he treated this Nick Aiden Hart moment. Yes. And how he treated wearing 34, asking for permission. Even right. Weave retweeted him because he felt like he really honored Nick in such a significant way. Like, what a brilliant move by Thor. And not only did he do that, but he also is stated as saying like, they are sick and tired of hearing about how they're not making the playoffs. Right. And so he is joining Mike Trout and the rest of the team in wanting to get us to the playoffs. Now you talk about playoffs and then you talk about this weekend. We did go one and three. (laughs) Right. Right. And so that Sunday game was, was tough to watch, but on Sunday, those umps are squeezing us, man. Yeah. They're squeezing the strike zone and, and I'm going to be you know, full disclosure, I'm going to support Patty O'Neill and I'm going to support Gooby. Tyler Wade's hand hit the plate when right. he slid in. If you right. missed the game, he, there was a great sack fly. Trout was going to knock in the run. Tyler Wade's fast. He slides in and his fingertips got on the plate, huh. but the ump called him out. Yeah. And so it was just, it was a frustrating day. Right. And I hate when the umps influenced the game in that way. It felt like that on Saturday night as well when I was there. It felt like they had some really bad calls on Otani. I even texted you and said, was that a strike? And <laughs> so you're no, like, yeah, inside. they kind of moved it in, you know. <laughs> but it felt like the umps kind of played us a bit, which I don't want to blame the umps. Sure. But, man, it's so frustrating when we needed this win and we find ourselves at one and three at the end of the four-game series. you got to look at some of the, the, the positives here. Okay. Starting pitching. Yep. Coming out of the gate yep. was great. Otani, Detmers, Syndergaard, even Suarez on Sunday. I know Suarez that he, he, he struggled with the walks a little bit, the yeah. location. But think about how many times we've complained about starting pitching over the years. Right. And I think that these guys are stepping up and proving that they can carry this workload. Yeah. And again, even though they're coming out a little bit sooner than we would like, that's going to go away. Yep. That's going to change. And we'll see them get a little more length into their starts pretty soon. But you really can't complain about the starting pitching here. Right. Because all four of them who started for us did very, very well. Looked strong. The only game that I would say that felt like last year was Friday's game. Ugh, do we have to talk about Friday's game? We don't have to talk <laughs> about Friday's game. I'll go wash my mouth out with soap. <laughs> John, have I told you about how busy my week has been? I know that you've been pretty busy lately. Yeah, we've had everything <laughs> going on, like getting ready for the Lockdown Angels right. podcast, and we uh, with church work, we have Easter coming up, like busiest the, week of the, the year. busiest week for you. <laughs> yeah, and then we also have volleyball and basketball with our kids, and so what I find is that when my schedule gets busy, I don't eat. Like, mm. I'll skip meals, mm-hmm. and then I get hangry, and then I get headaches, and then my family hates me, yeah. and it's a big problem. I don't like you when you're hangry. <laughs> I don't like me when I'm hangry either, <laughs> and so actually, that's why I love Built Bar. It's yeah. this low-calorie, high-protein bar. It's 
It's better than candy bars instead of grabbing a Snickers. I actually have grabbed a Built Bar this week. And what I like about Built Bars is they're all about taste. They actually decided to make it delicious first, and then they figured out how to make it healthy. So God bless them, right? <laughs> and, and and I love that. So you can actually get your own Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, you go to Built.com, promo code LOCK15, and you can get 15% off your order. Get your Built Bar today. Mike, final segment for this episode. Let's go. I know that we went one and three this weekend. Yep. But I want to talk with you about why our hope for this year hits different. It does hit different. Feels different. It does. Outside of Friday's game, I think that we look different. I, I agree. 100%. I think that I think that this is a different team. It wasn't the uh, I mean, Friday's game looked like the end of our season last year. <laughs> it right? looked like last year's Angels. Pretty right? awful. Yeah. But what? Is it about this season that gives you hope? Why does your hope for this season hit different? Okay, let's give let's give three reasons. Okay. I'm gonna take reason number one. Go for it. And it feels different because it feels as though Perry has a vision for this team. Okay. Let me explain. Okay. 20 pitchers taken in the draft last yes. year. Yes. Right? And signing 19 of them. We have young athletes. I know Joe Adele has kind of been frustrating in this first <laughs> weekend series, right? But he's young. He's 22. Yeah. And he stole a home run and he tried to do his best Mike Trout impression. And so I'm very <laughs> impressed with that. I also like, even though it was sad to see Upton go, I like that Perry had enough wherewithal and had the space and capacity to DFA Upton. It's bold. Right? And he did that last year with Pujols. Yeah. So it feels like he actually gets to leave his fingerprints on this team. And so I'm anticipating that there's going to be some good moves as we get to the trade deadline that are going to be Perry moves that you and I and Angel fans will be excited about. That's the first reason. I like that. Can I share a second reason with Please you? Please do. I, I got to talk about the pitching. Yeah. We invested in the bullpen. Yep. We spent money on starting pitching. Yep. Uh, I know that we didn't make the moves that we probably wanted as Angel fans in the offseason. Right. Noah Syndergaard is somebody that you and I have personally wanted since last season. We called it last year this time. <laughs> we did. But there were plenty of other starters out there that we could have got. However, we know the depth that we have in yep. terms of who's coming up. Reed Detmers, the steps that uh, Patrick Sandoval and Jose Suarez took yep. last season, that's going to carry over into this season. Michael Lorenzen is an interesting piece because he's got a huge pitch pitch mix yep. that wasn't being utilized fully in the bullpen. We saw how great Syndergaard can be this season. We saw how great Otani can be this season. And then you look at the bullpen outside of, again, Friday night's game. You look at Saturday night as an example of getting exactly what we signed up for. This is why we make those team. moves. Exactly. And so we saw the game go from Syndergaard to Aaron Loop, yep. to Ryan Tapera, yep. and who should close it out at the end of the season? At the end of the game, Rizel, Rizel Iglesias, <laughs> right? The pitching is in much better shape than it has been in years. Yeah, Noah Syndergaard was not a Matt Harvey signing. No, a lot of people try to compare that. It's not. Noah Syndergaard is five years younger than Justin Verlander. Yeah, who also had the same surgery. Yeah, and took the loss on Saturday. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was a close game, but still, he gave up that home run to Jared Walsh. So I think that as we move forward, we have to consider that our pitching is much, much better. Again, we know Friday was kind of a mess. Right. I blame it on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of a mess, too. They were yeah. kind of a mess. The graphics look great. They, they were figuring it out, right? That's right. That's right. And I think that one thing that we need to focus on is 
winning series. I agree. Because while Sunday, maybe some of the calls went against us, we could have easily split this series with the Astros, the toughest team in the American League West. And so if you're down about Thursday night, which was a close game, if you're down about Friday night, which was not a close game, (laughs) Saturday was a win, Sunday probably could have been a win, and I know we didn't take the series, but we have to remember, don't take it day by day. Take it series by series. Yeah. So let's look to the series against Miami to start this week, and let's take the series. Yeah. Let's do it. I like that reason. Here's reason number three. Go for it. Our defense is strong. Yeah. I like the move of Fletch going to shortstop. I like him at short yeah. because he's solid at short. You've got Rendon to his right, and Fletch doesn't have to get every ball. Rendon is there to gobble up what maybe Fletch misses. Right. And Walsh at first, it seems like we're a little bit shaky throwing that ball to first base, <laughs> but with Walsh over there, he is solid. He's got Wally Joyner vibes. He's got JT Snow he's vibes. He's got the yoga stretch, man. He is talented, and I actually, on Saturday night, leaned over to my wife and I said, Jared Walsh is my favorite player. <laughs> He's my favorite player. And so I'm, I'm impressed by him. Outfield play is strong. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when Ward comes back yes. off the IL. Agreed. Because Ward is a great fourth outfielder. And what Madden had said was that he's actually going to be the starter. Right. So we're going to have Ward out there. We're going to have Marsh out there. And we're going to have Trout out there. Yeah. And I love that defense. And Angels pitchers need to pay attention to what Syndergaard did Saturday night. Like, let the defense play behind you because they are going to come through. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, we know that our top three in the lineup is Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon. The best. That's a good-looking lineup. I like that. Now, we want to chat about some of the best one, two, threes of all time, so make sure you join us tomorrow for that. Can't wait. In the meantime, we really appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. <laughs> He's going to bring you his unique perspective on the major leagues, past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnAngels, you can do so. You can reach Mike or myself at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. And we're so excited to get going here on Locked On Angels. Thank you for tuning in for our very first episode, and we can't wait to keep it rolling. We really appreciate you listening. In the meantime, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels.